Hey everyone, this is Tony from The Malting Hour. You may be asking yourself, why another episode this week? Well, we decided to revisit Short Fuse Brewing and speak to head brewer Brian Legros again to discuss two of their newest barrel-age beers. As of the release time of this episode, you can pre-order your two packs of both beers and pick them up this Thursday, November 18th, 2021, at their taproom in Schiller Park. You can find the link to pre-order the beers in the episode description, on Short Fuse's Instagram, or by searching Short Fuse on the Toast Tab app. And with that, this is episode 68 of The Malting Hour. What's the haps on the hops, guy, yeast, and speech? This is the Malting Hour where we talk about our drink and tell you what we think every other week. And if we get drunk, well, we might slur our speech. Got the gift of gab, the friends you wish you had. Join us for a drink, join us for a laugh. Time is never wasted, where you getting wasted? The Malting Hour here, people, people take your places. People, people take your places. People, people take your places. Welcome to the Malting Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Tony Golick, joined always with... Brandon Winninger. Why do you always lean into the mic so much when you say your name? I don't know. Do you know, because that actually makes it clip a lot more. Yep. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we've done something today that we have said we were going to do with any other brewery that we've gone to, and it said, hey, we're going to come back, and it might be this year. And we're back <laughs> at Short Fuse. <laughs> And this is exciting because, uh, oh, and, and you know, we're joined again with Brian Legro, head brewer at Short Fuse. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brian, for uh, meeting up with us today. Glad to have you guys back. In this nice, dark, and gloomy evening here Beautiful. in uh, Schiller Park. <laughs> Thanks for having us back. We appreciate it. Yeah, we, we've, we've gone to other breweries before and <clears throat> always have that intention of coming mm-hmm. back. I will say what makes it easier is that it is not hard for us to get to. Good. So that is also good. But the real reason why we're here is uh, something that you, I, I believe we touched on in the last episode that we did, was your barrel age program. And mm-hmm. did did we, 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 talk, we talked about that in the bit. episode, right? Yeah, I, so. I know we also talked about it a little bit more once the episode was done and you took us mm-hmm. through. Uh, the brewery. So it's yep. kind of an exciting time, I would assume, for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's um, been a good year. Yeah, and as we record this, we come off the heels of Fobab, where you guys won. We you guys, did. What, what, what place you guys are taking again? Uh, second. Second Silver. place. Yep. And that was for the stout, correct? Yep. Right. I'm glad I I'm glad I read all my <laughs> notes yesterday <laughs> to verify that, but didn't go back to them today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, congratulations on that. Thank you very much. That's awesome. Were you, were you, you were there at it? I was not there. Not I there. had um, I had planned to go, and then double-checking the dates with my wife, she said, no, you can't go. <laughs> uh, her sister's out of town, so we were watching their, her son. Oh. Uh, so I, we had uh, babysitting duty instead of uh, getting into trouble with some barrel-aged beer. Yeah. It's kind of ironic because it's kind <laughs> of Tony and I had tickets to go. We were yep. going to go to the Saturday session. Okay. Um, I woke up in the morning feeling like garbage and I was like yeah, I can't drink a bunch of beer this afternoon so he was like you know what I'm not gonna go either and those tickets got passed on yeah, it ended up working out I ended yeah. up spending the Saturday at home my wife was out uh you brewed. baby shower and I brewed Made so it was a while since I had a chance to brew so yeah. I felt good but we're, that's not what we're here yeah. talking about <laughs> what we did with our our Saturday uh so tell us about the barrel age program it, it had been some time since you guys were able to do it you finally you know, got it back going, and yep. here you guys are. Yeah, started from scratch, um, and this was one of two beers that has been in barrels the longest. Um, this was in barrels for 18 months, and we started, um, I don't know, like a handful of months ago, getting samples through all of our barrels of stuff that was coming up on, you know, 18 months to a year old. Um, and this one, uh, Precious Little Treats, stood out. And then uh, our barley wine, the other one that was submitted to Fobab, definitely stood out as the two that were like the most ready to go. Um, so we just uh, got our heads together on names, you know, uh, label ideas, and um, came out with a medal at Fobab. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the picture for this episode will be the the two. Uh, I'm going to actually steal it from your Instagram. Sure, that's sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> from the Short Fuse Instagram. That, uh, you guys can see the artwork. It is, is super cool. Uh, how did you guys come up with the, the names for that? I mean, tons of other. I, I'm asking yeah. dumbest yeah. questions yeah. first. No, we'll no, get into the beer. Right. How did you come up with the names? Because I always think naming <clears throat> beers 
the names like how they they come to be are always yeah. very interesting especially if there's like a you know I, whether it be like oh there's a really you know interesting story behind mm-hmm. it or it was like and we threw them in a hat this is what we came up with <laughs> Uh, no hats. Uh, so, Precious Little Treats, uh, our other brewer, Craig, this is his beer, uh, oatmeal, Imperial Oatmeal Stout is the base. And I honestly don't remember how we came across the name, because um, we had done a batch previously just as an adjunct stout, um, and this was just to be a barrel-aged uh, release. And I think we just kind of kicked around some names back and forth, and I don't know if there was something that might have inspired him. Um, but I'm going to go with something that he came up with. Sure. Um, and then the Barley Wine, number one. Um, Which I think is a great name. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, so um, the when we brewed this beer, we took a few kegs, unbarrel aged, and put it on draft. And I called it Burton Old Ale um, because the original commercial uh, barley wine was from... Um, Bass Brewing in Burton in England. Okay. So I kind of wanted to tie that into it. And Old Ales and Barley Wines have a lot of crossover. So when we're talking about the barrel-aged version, we thought uh, it might be a little confusing to put Burton Old Ale and Barley Wine mm-hmm. on the label. So um, I kind of stuck with you know a Bass Inspiration where their Barley Wine was number one. Oh, nice. And you know a lot of like breweries at the time were using like numbers or letters and stuff like that to, to name beers. So I um, was able to kind of keep that, you know, historical tie into it without making it confusing. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way of doing it. And plus, if you, you know, whatever the future may hold, it's a lot easier to yeah. be like, it's number two. And yeah, then you know, there's number three and so on and so forth, you know, so that's, that's lazy cool. way out. Yeah, yeah that's Just easy. Numbers. Well, then, then when I go to untapped, I don't have to, you know, type in this mm-hmm. beer, 2002 or 2012 or 21 yeah. or whatever. Yep. 2002. What am I drinking from them? Jeez. <laughs> um, so you, you had said that the, the, it's precious little things, correct? Precious little treats. Precious little treats. Yep. That was originally just a adjunct stout was yeah. it did it have the same name or what was the same name, name mm-hmm. um and i'm drawing a blank on the ingredients but definitely in the airplane. the pastry stout mm-hmm. um <laughs> realm yes yes there's uh, airplanes flying yeah. or close to the airport uh, <laughs> and we had we had talked about like do we want this barrel aged version to be the same adjunct ingredients as the first version and craig really liked the idea of just doing this vanilla like letting the beer kind of shine on the barrel kind of shine Having the vanilla, um, you know, support some of the flavors that we got out of it, and uh, it turned out really nice. That's one of my favorite adjuncts that go into a barrel age stout is vanilla, because I do think yeah. it really bright. I mean, vanilla in cooking or baking in general yeah. just is there to enhance everything else oh, that's sure. in there. So when it comes to some being bourbon barrel aged, I feel like that really pops. Some beers get a little heavy handed in the vanilla, and some people oh, sure. might like that or hate it. Yeah. I don't mind a vanilla bomb, but I also no. I, I like the nuances. That, yeah, but you know, I, I like it out. better if it's called a vanilla stout. <clears throat> sure. Like if it's that's the prominent name. Like yeah, yeah. If know, it's like a, vanilla stout's not even a stout, but like if that's how it's presented, then yeah, you, you're expecting it. If you're not expecting it, then it's a little too much sometimes. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of putting. I'm I'm interested to see uh, Revolution just did or is about to release their vanilla death mm-hmm. or death by death by vanilla, and I've not. I'm interested in seeing how that turns out because I don't think I've ever tried that from them. No, but I I did see their kind of their process, their Instagram reel Mm -hmm. or whatever they did, and it was like the process of like 300 vanilla beans or something like that. I was Mm. like, that's a lot of vanilla beans. But again, if if it is a barrel of 55 gallons, then you need a lot of vanilla beans. And nothing compared to how many gummy bears go into Barry White. No, (laughs) no. 300, 300 pounds of vanilla would be very expensive. Yeah, I can't. Imagine, and, and granted, vanilla has come down in price over the year. Uh, luckily, uh, I remember when you and I were trying to get vanilla beans last year for our stout; it was insane. And now it's almost—it's much less. I wouldn't say half the price, but it's still have some. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do too, by the way. I have a different <laughs> one. Um, what barrels did you guys end up using? Did you guys use different barrels for each beer, or did, mm-hmm. was there like a specific one you guys had in mind? Yeah, so uh, Precious Little Treats was all Weller barrels. Even more now. Those are movements <laughs> to get a, a hold of. And um, the, the majority of the barley wine was um, 
Baker's Bourbon. Okay. And I had completely forgotten that there was a fifth barrel that was a Blanton's barrel. Oh, wow. Oh. So that was, we got a little Blanton's mixed in with that. Oh, nice. Oh, so did you yeah. do a blend at the end? Yeah, and I just, I don't know, I mean, to do just like a single, like, bourbon barrel on its own, to like to get that package just is a little more complicated with what we have in terms of packaging. Um, so we decided to blend it all together. Oh, that's nice. I'm not familiar with Baker's bourbon at all. Are you? I may have had it, but... You're probably, <clears throat> you probably would be more It's a pretty good one. <laughs> I, I am familiar with Weller, but not because of hype around it, but how, before I even knew that you know Weller was a, a, a yeah. big bourbon that people wanted after, a friend of mine had told me, like he, he's a big bourbon and scotch collector, mm-hmm. like so much in his kitchen, he's got different tiers on his wall where he has all these bottles stacked up and he was like whatever you whatever you want to try you know this is this is good and i was like thank you i'm sure some (laughs) of the stuff is very expensive i'm like what would you drink and the first thing i forget what color it was uh was a weller Mm -hmm. and i was like a weeded bourbon what the hell and i just fell in love with it i mean the the mouthfeel on that bourbon how do i not know this friend that you (laughs) uh you know you've met phil before (laughs) he'll bring phil next time uh yeah uh, phil phil is a person who i do want to bring on the podcast he only likes stouts and he likes stouts german beers and bourbon that's it he's very nothing wrong with that he burnt himself out on ipas a long time ago he said that's fair yeah Everybody does it at some yeah, point, yeah. right? But yeah, Weller, I really do like the flavor, and I was really impressed yeah, with it nice. to know that that is uh, the barrel it's in. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm doing a yeah, Weller's finger thing. Weller is right. one of my favorites, but I think is is Weller in the same? I don't know. Is that the same family as Buffalo Trace? Or I don't know if they're different families. There's, there's a Weller, Buffalo Trace, and then like, and I think of Pappy, and then there's like a family that some of those are linked together, and I don't know which one. Where's so. the neat poor crew when you need? Yeah, them? Weller could be a Heaven Hill brand. It could be. Um, all I know is that I, I like Weller. <laughs> and I have a couple of bottles of it. Because I keep buying you that do. special reserve every time I see it at like retail price. Um, oh, yeah. But the first time I had Weller was like, I bought a bottle of 12 year at Fishman's and he just had it on the shelf for like 30 bucks at the time before people were like all crazy about Weller. So I, I kept buying those bottles like every couple of weeks because I was like in a bourbon kick. When I was living in my condo by myself, so I didn't have to drink bourbon every night. A little younger, and then you know. suddenly, like, it disappeared. And then I was like, "Well, where'd it go?" He's like, "I don't know. Everyone's looking for it now." I'm like, mm-hmm. "What?" And then Weller just kind of took off from there. Yeah, that, that's how my oh, buddy yeah. Phil ended up with a whole bunch of bottles of it. He was in, you know, Tennessee or Kentucky. I'm not sure where, but there was a little gas station that he went to, where they there was no there was no limit on bottles, and the bottles because where it was at. Were super cheap so yeah. he just is like okay well i'm gonna buy like eight of these is that okay and he wasn't like out hunting for it he just really liked it yeah. and he was like so he ended up with a whole bunch of bottles of it nice. which is why Very so cool. yeah so kind of um shooting off from the 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 barrel aged beers currently we are not drinking those right now we are drinking something different so i kind of want to talk about what it, all of us are drinking absolutely um and tony what are you drinking right now i i've already forgot oh uh, shades of autumn just a Dunkelweiss, and I haven't had. I can't tell you the last time I've had a Dunkelweiss, and and I've brewed one. I brewed two, uh, in my my home brewing career, <laughs> which I think is coming up on ten years of, of home brewing, which is hurts my wallet, but makes my tummy feel good. Uh, this is really good. Um, I like it. It's there. It's it's kind of funny. I, I don't know if it's maybe because we were talking about vanilla i know there's no vanilla in mm-hmm. the dunkel ice but there's like a creaminess yeah, to it sure. from the mouthfeel that kind of just is it's really nice it's easy drinking and uh as me not really drinking on mondays anymore this is a nice treat for me i gotta be honest <laughs> yeah. i feel like it's a big deal <laughs> what are you Brandon? uh so i'm drinking the uh peanut butter cup stout uh, and the reason I went with this is because... You love peanut butter cups and stouts? I do. Um, and <laughs> Halloween just happened, and I have been really good about not digging into like any of my kids' Halloween candy or the, the ton of leftover candy we had from trick-or-treaters. Um, so I saw that. I was like, peanut butter cup. I'm going to go with that. Nice. And while I will say it doesn't taste like, like an actual peanut butter cup, but I do get peanut butter. I get chocolate. It's creamy. It's light. Um, and I think it was like 6.8%. Um, it's like e- easy drinking, man. <laughs> like this is, this is really, so if I did, Let me a, get some of that. Come on. if I did like a peanut butter stout, this would be something that I would love to like do. Boosters. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to boosters. Mm. Holy cow. Sorry. The, right? the smell of peanut butter on there. Yeah. Is- 
Yeah. So now I have to ask, what did you guys use for peanut butter? Uh, we use dry peanut butter powder in uh, the brewing <laughs> process, and then we have uh, a good peanut butter flavoring that we settled on. Like an extract? Or? Yep. Yeah, so there's been beers that have been released that are quote-unquote peanut butter beers, and like I've, I think we were talking, I don't know if you were talking about this on an episode, but it was like, I've seen people on the beer group saying like you have to shake the beer a little bit like softly to get the peanut butter out of the bottom. And yeah, like, I, and think, I was like, how is it like? I think you and I talked about this literally on the last. Yeah, episode. but how does that not overcarb the beer or like how does it like? I don't know of any like, like peanut butter at the bottom of a. What are they using? Like sediment? Well, maybe <laughs> if it's like added cold side in the fermenter, mm. oh, like it could true. just be like a sediment. Like sitting there, yeah. Like yeast or. But then you would think, like, do they add just like peanut butter powder into every literal like can? Like it's part of the can. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, that would be ridiculous. Oh yeah, I, I but like how it say, cakes like, on the bottom side. just kind of blows my mind. But well, just like like Brian saying, like with with yeast, you know, it'll it's still in there, it's still floating, and then it'll eventually all just sink to the bottom. You know, like when we're home brewing and we add the uh, uh, whirl flock and everything just kind of coagulates and floats yeah. down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's a lot like that. Yeah, probably. yeah, something like that. Brian, what are you drinking? Our Italian pilsner. Now. <laughs> what makes it an Italian pilsner? Well, I'm stealing Brandon's question. Uh, because yeah, because the Italians made it. Sorry, there's somebody. Because it is. Somebody, you brought in an oh, yeah. Italian so, guy so, to brew it. Someone's trying to, somebody's to get in. trying to get in. There's uh, nobody else here. Yeah, we're so. close. Sorry. We're close. Yeah, sorry, man. Not today. Um, it's a podcast. <laughs> Small town. Check it out. That's probably the guy that was just calling. Oh, it could have been. Yeah. Sorry, close. Uh, so, Italian Pilsner, uh, it's just a German Pilsner that's been dry hopped, like lightly oh, okay. dry hopped. And there's really no guideline for the style whatsoever, you know, at least what I've found. So, I've, I have I went through a bunch of different articles, you know, written on the style, interviews with the Italian brewers that either invented it or have, like, made it popular and stuff like that. And, you know, you just try and make a dry hop, you know, Pilsner, like, not crazy hoppy. But you want your hops there, so I, I just did a, a normal Pilsner base beer, and then uh, kind of balanced out like old world and new world hops, and it turned out pretty nice. Yeah, I've seen. I'm not gonna take a sip of yours. That would be <laughs> weird. This time, maybe the third time. <laughs> the third time. <laughs> yeah, maybe the third time. Maybe we'll bring Clark back for that too. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen a handful of other breweries doing Italian mm-hmm. Pilsners, and I just wasn't I wasn't sure. I like Pilsners. I got to be in the mood for them. But now, now kind of knowing what that is, it does sound interesting. Maybe I should have went that route. I'm not upset with the Dunkelweiss. You should Italian be. Pilsner does sound good. Oh, that, was, that was tasty, man. So not only, <clears throat> we're, we're covering all bases here, mm-hmm. not only did you guys win for Fobab, mm-hmm. but you guys also won a medal at the Great American Beer Fest. Or, did you guys win two? We won two and uh, Brewery and Brewer of the Year. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. It's kind of a good haul. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say 2020, after, you know, what 2020 had brought us, <laughs> if everybody doesn't know what happened in 2020, you can listen to our first episode, because it was, uh, not first episode, but the first time that we got together with you. We, that was our first time out. Uh, yeah. Recording yeah. since well, everything went time, to shit. Was roughly, it? Was there a second We did Ailman with masks. Oh, yeah, but that was, like, huddled in masks. and that yeah. was This was, like, the first time coming out. Like oh, yeah, the three yeah. of us got together yeah. and came here. So 2021 seems to be kind of a good year for you guys, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. So how, how did it feel? Did you did you go out to uh, GABA? I did. We all went because it was tied in with CBC, too, so we had all the, the meetings and stuff like that. Cool. And I, the, the whole, like, award ceremony thing, uh, I wasn't even there. I had... <laughs> I had Were you babysitting again? No. <laughs> uh, I actually had no intention to go because my two best friends live in Denver. So I went out to dinner with them and their families. <laughs> That's I, awesome, yeah. You know, I only see yeah. them like once or twice a year. So uh, Nick, the owner of the, the brewery, and Craig were together. And um, like, so in the afternoon, we got together and we had some beers. And they, I, they left where, they were, where we were to go to the festival or to the award ceremony. And we're running late. I went over to Beerstadt to have a beer and a pretzel to wait for my friends. And I started getting text messages from a bunch of people. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then I started getting text messages from uh, Greg and Nick. And we're going back and forth. And I was like, wait a minute, like, I'm pretty sure we just won <laughs> Brewery of the Year. And then I heard like silence from them. 
And then I got there into the story where they showed up late. The award has already been presented. Nobody was there to claim it. Oh, oh no. God. So they're, one, they're trying to get in the building and the right place. Yeah. And then they're trying to connect with somebody from the BA on... I think we just won something, and they're like, "Who are you?" And it's like, "Okay, we're like, wait a minute, we got to figure this out." Uh, and I think they kind of—I don't know how like the sequence of events went, but they kind of somehow got them back up on stage for like the award and the picture and stuff like that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and so I'm just like this whole time, I'm just like out, and they're uh, you know trying to figure out this whole award thing, and. Um, I'm pretty much not allowed at award festivals. <laughs> so I didn't go to GABS. That's why you were in FOBAB. I didn't go to FOBAB. Uh, so it's, that it's been seems decided. To, as I say, that, that seems to be the, the yeah. thing. Wait, so how... You I, don't go. I don't remember, awards. but how, like, GABF was not like... No, it wasn't full festival yeah, yeah. this year. No, no, no. There was just a, there was just a, yeah. a ceremony. Yeah, but just I, the if I remember correctly, it was more like a kind of like a brewery event where they had brewers come out and like there was some kind of stuff. There were some things that happened... But nothing like no, nothing like yeah, how no. it's everybody all around. Was it know, still? Was it? I mean, you weren't there, but you know, <laughs> was it at the like the Denver Convention yeah. Center? Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. the same place that they yeah. normally do it. Um, the same place it'll be when you and I have finally returned next year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, <laughs> you can't go, Uh-oh. so uh, we won't look for you. <laughs> no, I just can't go to the awards. Oh, that's right. So you can actually go to the festival. I can attend. Oh, okay, good. Just not the we'll awards. Come, we'll come stop at the Short Fuse booth. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of cool though. Um, yeah, kind of reminiscing back on like when we went to Great American Beer Fest and then how like how, how it could have possibly looked. Yeah. You know, and then last year it was just non-existent, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it was all just like you submitted stuff and it was judged and then like you won an award or whatever. Like, yes. Did you guys submit anything last year? Yeah, we submitted stuff. Um, we had um, three, three of our submissions went to the final round. Oh, nice. Um, one of those was Hurt Locker, which won yeah. this year, the silver medal. And then, um, man, I can't remember the other two. I think one was our uh, Guava Goza mm-hmm. and uh, our uh, Rogan Beer. Which was that? Uh, Last Stand. Okay. I don't know if I had that. So think of like a, a Dunkelweiss, but with rye instead of wheat. Right my alley, baby. Yeah, it was, it was the, the the weekend that I had. So when we let me start that sentence over. When we <laughs> well, last time we were here, uh, when we left, we grabbed some beer. And you, did you grab Tropical Hurt Locker or did I? One of us did. What we ended up doing was we each grabbed you know th- uh, a four pack and we all shared different four packs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, different four packs. And the Tropical Hurt Locker was the very last can that I had mm-hmm. left from that. And it sat in my fridge and I was waiting for the time to drink it and was waiting. And days are gone, <laughs> and then you guys won, and I drank it that weekend. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, I think you text us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm drinking the medal winning beer. Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. So congratulations on Thank that. You. I mean, yeah. So that was Tropical Hurt Locker, Locker won this year, and then what else won? Uh, Vocal Jam uh, is our fruited sour with coffee. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah, so it's it's very nice. A lot of people don't. I don't know. I guess they don't like the idea of like coffee sours, but I never thought of that. But I guess it works together. Really I was gonna well. say it does make sense. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't acidi- have won if it didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean the acidity in, in coffee. My sometimes my gut tells me when I mm-hmm. have heartburn that there you know there's acidity yep. in coffee. So those would those would work. So yeah. as far as like Great American Beer Festival goes, do you guys think ahead of time about what you're gonna submit? Like you're yeah. you know we're a month or two off of last this past one like. Is there any thought about what you're going to do for next year? Yeah, we'll think about it. Uh, for example, we actually just met today about uh, World Beer Cup submissions for next year. Awesome. Um, and then we also talked about European Beer Star. I'd like to get stuff entered into that. Um, we've entered stuff into the U.S. Open Beer Championship. We do that uh, every year as well. Um, and then GABF will have a similar discussion about, you know, however many months out we'll kind of figure out like okay are we going to like brew this specifically for this or is it already in the schedule around the time that we can get it like brewed and packaged and sent in so yeah we definitely take some time to think about that will this meeting uh now start off with like high fives because you guys <laughs> <are> people, <laughs> like hey high fives, we did it, it didn't and maybe it should <laughs> this time yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so well and that's a good question too so great american beer festival just happening do you guys see like an uptick in business that's always something that I wonder, like... Oh, know, for if you win awards you know, and stuff. Yeah, like, you won awards. Do people come in and start asking for that beer? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
Uh, I know we've seen an uptick in sales in Hurt Locker for sure. Um, but like overall, have we seen an uptick? I'm not totally sure. I know just the world in general, I think, has been a little bit better. So the tap room's been much busier, yeah. uh, which is nice. Um, but I wouldn't say there's, you could point to one thing and be like, yeah, you know, like three weeks ago, like, boom, that's when everybody like started coming in. But Yeah. And um, it's hard to tell also if Fobat would do anything because it was literally two days ago yeah. as we're recording this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is coming out next Monday. <laughs> so, we can always see how like pre-orders, because we put sure. that up on uh, Instagram and stuff like that. So maybe people, you know, start clicking away on today. Do you start clicking on it yet, Brandon? <laughs> Look at everything. I know you do. <laughs> My wallet knows too. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a couple of things that you asked me. We're doing this. I'm like, I can't. There's so many. Barely, not not this in particular. Uh, other barrel aged beer. I mean, this is such a great time. I, think, I know we talked about this. I think maybe on the last episode at this time of year in Chicagoland area is kind of. Yep. Super special. It's the best time to be in Chicago and enjoy barrel-aged beers. I mean, not only with Fobab, but I mean, just places, everyone's releasing things right now, and it's insane. It's insane how many barrel-aged beers are available yeah, and I this can't, time of year. I can't think of, like, any other markets that I know of that, like, have such a heavy, like, barrel-aged stout presence. Yeah. I, mean, it, yeah. I mean, it stemmed from Chicago originally, so mm-hmm. I think, like... This is kind of where everyone replicates it, so and, and I'm okay with that. Absolutely. Um, My wife is not. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't think of like oh New York or like San Francisco or like like these big cities. Like, there's no even San Francisco. I don't know of any barrel aging programs really. I mean Sierra Nevada probably does some stuff. Absolutely. I mean I know they do, um, but like yeah, like well, it's, uh, who's a Anchor Steam? Anchor. Oh yeah, Anchor Steam. Oh, yeah. Anchor has some also, like barley yeah. wine, I think. They have yeah. a barley wine yeah. in barrels. Yeah, they have a barley wine. Um, well, it's Stone, though they're in San Diego. Yeah, but you can't, like, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been to San Francisco enough times to see a lot of the smaller breweries, and I don't mm-hmm. even know if they're, they're putting out, like... Yeah, I do think that with Chicago, it's just kind of, because it's it's a part of craft beer here oh, yeah. in general. So and, and, like, now that all of these sales have happened, so, like, Maplewood, for example, <clears throat> I was, like, watching their feed about people being like, oh, I didn't get Maplewood beer, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and I'm clicking on the people, and I'm like... You live in Arizona, you live in, like, New Mexico. Yeah. Like, all these people that live out of state that are, like, upset to, like, yeah. that they couldn't get a proxy to, like, yeah. send them their beer. I'm like, oh, oh sorry, guys. Soon enough. Soon enough for everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just crazy. But there's just so much good barrel-aged beer here that, like, yeah. you know, like, you know, and I've told Clint, like, you know, Lake Effect is kind of a sleeper. Short, fu- short fuse now, obviously, like they've got great barrel aged beer, and if people aren't looking for it, they're missing out, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, it's it's easy to get overshadowed by you know Goose, Rev, Half Acre. I absolutely. mean, like those are the big boys, and obviously they're just like killing it with with those kind of beers, and it's easy to forget about that stuff. And if you're not close to it, yeah. But I also is... think it's kind of cool because then like <laughs> you can supply the people that come here like mm-hmm. it's not going to be sold out like you can people come here that know it and love it and that have watched phobab and hopefully watched, it does be, sell yeah. out though That'd yeah, yeah. Later, i mean obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, you unless you want to keep some back for a couple years later release some vintages mm-hmm. um i mean but that being said like you want to be able to supply your masses like that's sure. kind of key yeah all right let's take a break we'll be right back <laughs>
and we're back. That was a quick break. That was the fastest break of my life. Quick. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but it was enough time for you to go and grab these beers. Yeah, yeah, I ran really fast. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> the fastest fast. I've seen anybody run. Are you related to the Flash? Uh, maybe, I don't cool. know. Well, uh, so we don't get... Uh, I don't think anything would ruin our palates. We're drinking barrel-aged things here. I'm saying peril. Peril-aged, yeah. This Dunkelweiss mm. really got me. Um, what should we start with? What do you suggest? I mean, either one. Um, <laughs> Brandon, you choose, then. Let's go with the yellow can. That's the, the bar that one. I'm going to have you open it. So, I know we just talked about it. Uh, this was the one that you, you said you guys forgot that there was the other barrel, correct? I had forgotten. You forgot. When we were sampling barrels... Um, I, uh, I had tapped into the four um, Baker's barrels and um, we sampled those and kind of came back um, to the barrels just to, I think, get some more samples of other stuff. And I had noticed one that was like up on the top and I had to <laughs> get a ladder out to like read it. And I was like, where the hell did this Blanton's barrel come from? I'm like, completely what forgot is about here? it. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, barley wine, okay. So I I don't understand or even remember like the sequence of like because they were two different purchases but they must have been like back to back with the intention of I don't know using it. apparently I was there but I don't remember <laughs> it's like going to the same room over and over again you know? yeah yeah I mean you would think that that would like in the end would be an overall discussion we're like yeah we're gonna blend them and it's like well now we've got these now what do we do with it unless the plan was let's do a one off. Uh, Single barrel. Been. Yeah. yeah. Well, it worked out in the end because I just took a sip of this, and this is part of my French. Fucking delicious. <laughs> it's, Holy it's, yeah. yeah. And you know, I will say this: I was kind of uh, taken back by the color of it. It is darker. It's dark. Yeah, it's much darker. And it, it, as I'm like, I saw it go into Brandon's glass. And I'm like, that kind of looks like a stout, and you were pouring it. It's and also I, very dark in here right now. It's yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's also true. <laughs> but it's a very dark beer. It, it's like uh, kind of looks like a, a cola right now to me. Uh, until Brandon puts the light up. Yeah. yeah no. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, cola. It's, yeah. I, yeah. But there's more. There's more brown. It's no, very deep. There. Yeah. That is. Uh, so. Have you, you guys have said you, you, you have done a, a base of this without barrel aging, correct? No, this no, beer. This one, so, um, this beer at the I end do of, pay attention when we talk. Yeah. I just mix up the Sure, facts. sure. I have to go back and listen to the You're episode. Close. Yeah. Uh, so close. No, so right before this went into barrels, we took like two or three half barrel kegs just to have in the tap room. Gotcha. Um, I think the timing of it we still had people in the tap room last year maybe a little bit but okay. it was like okay well let's just like take some off and you know have it to serve to people um and then the rest went into um yeah the five bourbon barrels nice is this something that like i'll ask the question we'll get into the tasting notes and everything about this do you think that the just doing the regular barley wine without barrel age might be something you guys uh brew again to maybe have on tap uh, I'd like to, yeah, this is, um, we just scheduled to do this um, again in January or February. I think it's on the schedule we brewed. So I think we'll probably um, brew a little bit extra for either draft only or maybe a little bit of a can release just unbarrel aged yeah. and then the rest of it will go into barrels. I, cause I'm, I'm, I do favor barrel aged barley wines more than regular barley wines, mm -hmm. but there is a particular sweetness to some barley wines where I'm like, mm, this would be really nice. Sure. And while, you know, barrels do in part, you know, their flavors, yeah. the barley wine itself, it's, it's, this is, this is nice and, and sweet. This is a nice, like, it tastes like, um, reminds me of like a, like a creamy burnt, I got a lot of creaminess going in my mouth, yeah, <laughs> but like almost like a burnt caramel type, uh, uh taste in there that I get from it. Yeah. Um, the barrel presence is pretty big. It's good, yeah. In a good way. <laughs> yeah. I know there, there's there's beers out there that sometimes the barrel kind of masks what the beer actually is. And oh, I, for and sure. I, and I feel like this doesn't this doesn't do that. Yeah, actually, um, when we pulled this out of the barrels and it was, you know, 68, 70 degrees just into the fermenter, and I tasted it and I was like, yeah, it's good. But I was like, do we want to put it in a Fobab? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> And I came back on Monday, and we had it carbonated, and it was cold. It was like 32 degrees or something like that. And um, the guy that runs our packaging line, 
I had poured me a sample of it, and I had to like go back and find him to ask him what it was, because it just had that time. You know, it's yeah. it's very different when it's cold and carbonated. Yeah, absolutely. It's a totally different beer, and I I knew what it was, but I was just like, is this the barley wine? Because this is like a this totally different beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy with the way it, it turned out. Now the <clears throat> label design. Mm -hmm. Who did that? Whatever company awesome. we use, <laughs> I actually, I think it's a Canadian company. Yeah, that's super cool. It's you guys have very uh, specific label art. That that is super cool, and it's always very interesting. In fact, so much so that when I saw the precious little treats, I was, I I, I didn't know what was going on, and then I had to look at it <laughs> a little bit more, and I'm like, yeah. oh. This is like a creepy hand grabbing it's something. It's like the uh, the witch and Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel oh yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like lure you in with some treats, and then you know you've got a bourbon barrel aged out, and you're okay. <laughs> as far yeah, is there's there's a, there's a nice. I'm, I'm getting now a nice like kind of warming from mm -hmm. this barley wine. Um, this is really tasty, man. It's really Thanks. good. Good job. Congratulations. It's, Thank it's, you. It's really tasty, and I really love the name. And I hope a number two is what the next one ends up being. Mm -hmm. Now, it, this is hypothetical. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, do, if, if you continue the tradition, uh, or tradition, I'm making it a tradition. If you continue <laughs> down the path of you know, using number one and you do a number two and a number three, you think you'd change anything? You think, you think that might be like a, a variation of it or you just, you know, number one stays number one and number two might be something else? I might, uh, might be getting ahead of yourself if I'm asking. I apologize. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Well, I'm getting ahead of you. <laughs> uh, well, I think, um, you know, with us being happy with this beer, I think obviously we'll always have, like, the number one. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's something to think about, you know, is number two, you know, some type of variant or something no. like that? Change the model of some sort. I mean, I'm just, I'm just throwing ideas yeah. at you see if they stick. Yeah, right. They do. Feel free to it's let me brain, know. Brainstorming session. Yeah, it's no longer a podcast. Yeah, this is this is really good. Brandon, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on this? Um, <clears> yeah, but my first going into it, I was getting, I got some toffee and some caramel, um, slight but like kind of like coffee bitterness, um, but the barrel was present and kind of lingered, and very, very well like balanced with this beer there's and, the word balance everybody and what's the word. well what i what i what i thought was funny i was reading the back and i was like oh this is uh aged in baker's bourbon barrels and it doesn't say anything about the blatton's barrel on there and i was like i wouldn't know but i, I wonder anybody listens to the show well, i'm just know, curious so come on I, and i'd get be some. curious you know i'd have been curious to see like if there was a change when you add that Blattens in there, um, mm. if it smoothed things out or like spiced things up. Um, but I think like this is for a barley wine and we've talked about barley wines before, like how we either love them or hate them. Yeah. Um, this is just really good. And I would love, like you said, I would, I would love a, a non-barrel aged version of this too, like to kind of sip on and see how, what the difference was. Um, because this is awesome. But like most barrel aged beers, this is like, yeah, what we're drinking now is going to be good enough for me. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't absolutely. need to drink more of this. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll move on to something else. Uh, too bad, because you're going to, you know, you got to stop. Well, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's going to be a different flavor profile. That's so. true. Yeah, I, 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 I have a co-worker who despises bar uh, barley wines. Mm -hmm. Barrel-aged or regular, he just does not like it, which is weird because he's like, Fire. I don't know if it's like the sweetness of it, but he loves yeah. meads. Like he thinks yeah. meads are fantastic. Really? I mean, meads are meads are great. Yeah, I like meads, but I just think it's funny that he hmm. dislikes uh, barley wines as much as he does. And anytime I bring up a barley wine, he's like, I'm not interested, not interested in trying. I'm like, mm, you should be. So maybe I should present him this one. Interesting. You're like, hey, you should try this. Yeah. It's very good. It's number one. Then it says it's it on the can. One. <laughs> yeah, and actually, we've never. Have you tried a barley one before? Brewing? Yeah. Yes, we did it very early on in the, the, the brewing days when we had like, you know, seven members in the brew club. Uh, oh. Right before you. Oh, yeah. This is right before you. I don't know, there's five of us. There's five of us. And we took a um, five gallon batch. Mm -hmm. I think we actually made a six gallon batch and did one gallon. Uh, you know, the little one-gallon uh, jugs where we all did something different to it. Different yeast, okay. maybe somebody dry-hopped it, maybe somebody... And that's how uh, Clark, or Clark, uh, Mike ended up with his sour 
barley wine Uh-oh. that he soured on purpose. Okay. And it is, he's still got one bottle left, and I don't know how it's changed. I hope it's, if it's done anything, it's gotten better because when we did have it, it was really, really good. <laughs> so that makes me think about um, 2015 Bourbon County. Mm. Uh, the barley wine that went sour was phenomenal. It was so good. Uh, we, obviously, it wasn't intentional. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was there. I was, I was, I was a part of what all did of you that. Do? <laughs> uh, but it was. Are you saying this is your fault? <laughs> Are you making this? <laughs> no, no comment. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was that that tartness, like kind of that fruity tartness, was like perfect for that, you know, caramel heavy, like big, rich, bourbony beer. We actually, uh, I don't remember when it was, maybe it was 2016 or 17, maybe it would have been year 16. or two after. It would have been 16. Uh, Brandon had one of the batches of just the regular Bourbon County that had was off, hmm. and it wasn't bad. Like, it, there was like, no. it, was, it was like this dark fruit type of tartness yeah. to it that we were both like, these, this is okay. Like, we know it wasn't intentional, yeah, but yeah. Th- at that point, whatever batch that was, because wasn't there, like, different batches that had some type of... Yeah, so certain batches, like... Coffee one did Some not of the regular, well. some of the barley yeah. wine. Coffee did not turn out well. I, I yeah. couldn't, couldn't drink that. As far as I know. Because I know even, like, in my allotment, like, my regular Bourbon County was perfectly fine. Mm. I, I had... Well, because it was different dates, too. Yeah. yeah. And I had some... Yeah. So something that happened in the packaging process, I think... Or like I don't know. Well, maybe it was you just could a say different, like, just so like how did so barrels. when? Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. Okay, so like the yeah. blending. So when Goose, so let's say straight up regular Bourbon County, and not even now they're crazy like every different barrel Weller and you know Buffalo Trace. Yeah. When they speaking <clears throat> stouts, I'm gonna open up this. When they go, yeah. When they go, when they like normally when they would do the the bottling was that all like in the end it was like the same same type of barrel, correct? Yeah, so there's like a little bit of a variation. I mean, you get some like stuff that's like different ages, you know, plus or minus a few years, yeah. you know, uh, nothing, you know, like they did the Elijah Craig 8 or 12, and I, I forget at this point. But, but those were all blended, right? In the past. In the past, yeah. yeah stuff was blended. And then what was it? Uh, <laughs> the last, was it the last batch of Rare? I think it was where they disc. you know, I should remember because I was there, but I don't. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, like usually your regular Bourbon County is just kind of a, it's just a blend of what's available Yeah. after they've eliminated like, oh, wow, we're sitting on like something really nice here, or we intentionally got something nice. It's just, you know, like Wild Turkey. Yeah, because last year Jim they, Beam stuff. they did Heaven Hill, Wild Turkey, and what was the third one? Well, no, 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 it wasn't. Buffalo uh, Trace. Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Trace. Yeah. Uh, and then, so they did the individual barrels of it, mm-hmm. and then they blended it. And then this year, I don't know if they're separating it again with the markings, yeah, but I, I know that they're, those are the three that they blended. People again. will be looking for it, for sure. Yeah, I thought it was, it was actually kind of fun getting those and getting to try them. And, and yeah. you know, there were some, there was definitely some nuances. Which ones did you get? I got all four. Did I had you? regular Buffalo Trace, Heaven Hills, Wild Turkey, and then the blended. Okay. I, because uh, different, places i went to it had the markings on it so okay, i wasn't yeah. searching at first yeah. until somebody had said something yeah, like because oh, like, i bought two like bottles two weeks afterwards and then people yeah. were like hey there's something going on here i bought two bottles from two separate places and it happened to be heaven hill and uh buffalo trace mm-hmm. and the only one i didn't have was the wild turkey and it the guy who hates barley wines at my work, he's like, oh, I've got a wild turkey. So I traded him. Uh, he couldn't get Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. So I'll buy a Buffalo Trace if you give me a wild turkey. And so we traded those and, <laughs> and had them all. It was good. Yeah, I still have two bottles of the wild turkey that I bought uh, before this whole thing even got released mm-hmm. or people knew about it. I just, like, I didn't... Uh, well, I had gotten... Uh, I knew the, the tapper manager at Goostill, so I had gotten... Um, the variants, but not regular. And I was like, oh, we'll it's just like how that works. I'll just stop into <laughs> I'll stop into Binnie's and I'll just grab a couple bottles. And then this whole thing happened. I went to my fridge and was like, oh, I got some wild turkey. Very yeah. nice. I I felt that wild turkey and the blended were my favorites that I remember off the top mm-hmm. of my head. I mean, Buffalo Trace. I just I feel like I already had like this um, uh, pre-notion thing. Yeah, where I'm like, I'm gonna like this because I like Buffalo Trace. Yeah, yeah. So. 
I can't I can't just I, I single it out. But the wild turkey one was was very good. But the blend all together was was awesome. And, yeah. But this isn't the Goose Island fucking Bourbon County. Episode. <laughs> We're not at Goose yeah. Island. All right. We're at Short Fuse drinking their barrel aged beers. What are we drinking, Tony? Oh, we are drinking. <laughs> this is like an after the final pour. Uh, the Bourbon Barrel Age, Precious Little Treats. Uh, it's a fla- so it says flavored Imperial Stout. What does that mean that it's flavored? I mean, I don't know if this is a TTB thing, but it's it's flavored with oh. vanilla beans. Oh. I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. We can edit that out if we need us to. <laughs> I don't think they're going to come after me. It's a flavored stout. They're not coming after uh, us. They're not listening to us yet. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's there's no there's no artificial flavors or anything in it. Um, it's about... Oh, it's, man. It's 45, <laughs> 4 to 5 pounds um, of um, fresh uh, Tahitian vanilla beans. That is the, that's the vanilla bean that I have at home currently sitting in... I had like seven... Uh, well... I had a clear bourbon, not the one that you gave me, the the unbarrel aged uh, like whiskey, where it's like the like white dog. Yeah, exactly. But, was it white dog? No, it was white dog. dog. <laughs> Finish that white dog. Finish the white dog. Now this is a bottle that uh, Stephanie. You know, what? I'm not gonna say anything about it because in case anybody ever hears this, nobody knows that a gift maybe got regifted. Okay. <laughs> but I used this. I used this alcohol, and I was like, you know, I, I actually I had some wood chips too, and I was like, I wonder if I let it sit on some like oak chips, how it would taste. Mm-hmm. And it did impart some flavors, but I had like six Tahitian vanilla beans from last okay. November, and this was in the summer, and they were kind of starting to dry out. Yeah. So I cracked them, like I could crack them and everything. Oh, break them up. Break them up, put them in a tiny mason jar, pour the rest of the the clear gold on them? top of it. Nope. Left it in there, mm. shook it up, and just recently, so it's been sitting there now for four months <clears throat> in there. And the mason jar is like this big. You guys can't see it because you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> it's very small, a couple ounces, maybe three ounces. And I smelled it recently, and it's super strong. And I even like just took a little sip to see what it's like. That is vanilla goodness that yeah, I'm saving okay. for well, cause it makes, something that we're going to You're brew. making essentially vanilla extract. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. So one of the hot sauce bottles that we use, I put like five or six sticks of the Madagascar vanilla beans. I skinned them, put them in there with the, you know everything, Buffalo Trace. It's been sitting for like a year now. Yeah, I use that in all of our baking now. I, and then I just oh, yeah. I just top it off with Buffalo Trace and I put it back. <laughs> shake Before it you know, up. It's just going to be bourbon going into your cupcakes. Uh, well, according okay, to too. either, yeah, fine. not Paula Dean, like the, whatever. <laughs> I don't even listen to Paula Dean anymore. <laughs> she probably likes, she likes butter. Her. I don't know, yes. the other woman, uh, I, I forget her name, but the redhead woman on Food Network. Oh, yes. Uh, she does the Southern cooking show. Yeah, Pioneer Woman. Pioneer Woman. Yeah. Um, so she talked <laughs> we about. Know my food, we know our Food Network. She, yeah. She talked about making uh your own vanilla at one no. time. And I think Paula Dean probably did at one point. But anyways. We can get off Paula Yeah. So, so uh, Pioneer Woman, I, I think, did it. And, like, she used bourbon. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. And that's what I did. And it's literally been, like, going into our cookies and, like, whatever. So making me some yeah. cookies, buddy. Yeah. Totally. Well, I'm saving, I'm saving the, the little vanilla extract for whatever we do because there is a fruitiness that I feel like kind of comes in with the uh, totally. Tahitian vanilla yeah. beans. But this... You can definitely tell vanilla's in it, mm-hmm. in a good way. And I like how much vanilla's in it. I love vanilla. Vanilla's, I like vanilla ice cream. I, I love all different types of ice cream, but if it came down to it that I had to choose an actual flavor, I'm, I totally love just, right. I, I prefer French vanilla ice cream. Okay. With a little bit of, you know, a little black like specs. The specs, yeah. yeah. I just, my, my grandma and I used to be the only two people when we had ice cream, we would eat the vanilla and it was great. Okay. So vanilla in a beer like this is awesome. And this does like pop. It's not like a bomb of what vanilla. What if you put vanilla ice cream in a beer? That's called a float. <laughs> no, like in the room, oh, it, like in the uh, mash. Instead of lactose? Yeah. yeah. Oh. How much ice cream would you have to use, you think? A lot. <laughs> a couple whatever, pints? Whatever you want. All right, we're coming here. Go to the store, <laughs> buy a five-gallon jug of like French vanilla ice cream, and dump we're going to try this, aren't we? Yeah, probably. Well, I, before we get to that, uh, <laughs> this is this is really good. This yeah. is this is delicious. This, this came is, really nice. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's really nice. The barrel, uh, the the barrel to me, well. We didn't drink any water or anything after we had the barley wine. I feel like the in the barley wine, the barrel hit you a lot more. Mm. You can still get the barrel in this beer, but it's a little more subdued. And maybe that's because of the vanilla. It's all kind of, I don't know, maybe blending a little bit nicer. And it's not kind of standing out as much. 
A little bit. I think even just sampling this too, I think um, just like the nature of the malt bill in this, it's 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 yeah. a bigger, it's a darker beer. There's a lot of like darker flavors going on. I think that not overshadows it, but I think it's, you know, it's another thing that's kind of competing in the mix. Um, I mean, you could even <clears throat> smell the vanilla coming yeah. off of the beer. Yeah, and what's in interesting glass. is, so this is only, like ABV wise, it's only one and a half points difference this is 11 the other one was 12.5 the barley wine felt hotter Mm -hmm. as far as like you know like like, warming yeah but oh but hotter like but like significant significantly more than this does and this is like more soothing and more like um more relaxing uh no it's not that (laughs) that's Um, because it's a weller bourbon but yeah but it's just more like literally it's it's more warming when you drink it but not hot Mm -hmm. like it everything blends so much better and i'm not saying the other one was bad because for a barley wine i think that suits that really well that flavor profile is perfect and then for this this is like also very pleasant and good to come off that because we talked about like how you know beers like you know like a hot beer like the the previous one is like a one and done this is a little more like i could go into this and like i'm not like fatigued yeah. Mm. My palate's insane because I would drink both of them. I could drink them back to back, either one of them. <laughs> no, and now, will my go. body be happy about it? Probably not. Okay. But. No, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, it, there's a difference of I could versus I should. Right. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. right. I, I, and these, this isn't a super sweet beer either, which is nice. No, um, I think just in terms of like a finishing gravity too, uh, the, the Precious Little Treats finishes a little bit sweeter a little bit like the higher finishing play-doh um and the barley wine i mean there's no there's no caramel malts no there is caramel malts. i'm thinking about our wheat wine sorry i'm getting things mixed up here uh but the the barley wine did finish a little bit you know lower finishing gravity interesting um, a little bit higher and uh and alcohol too so i don't know if that kind of plays into it a little bit sure um or if it's just in my head uh, you know, know both. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be up for the consumers to decide. Yeah, um, and it, geez, um, if people aren't already trying to get this and or yeah, you, know, you guys have, you guys have pre, the pre sales up right now, correct? Mm-hmm. To order, when is it actually released fully? Or is it this Thursday? This Thursday. Oh, okay. Brandon, hop online right now <laughs> if you haven't already. <laughs> you probably have um yeah i i this the both of these beers i think would be uh it, i kind of speechless on like and i'm not just saying that because you know you invite not invited us we invited, <laughs> ourselves, we invited ourselves to come back and talk to you about this um they're really good they both beers are, are excellent i can understand why you guys you know uh got a medal for this i mean it's it's <clears throat> it's, it's, it's great and and both beers should be uh, highly sought after. If you guys are not doing that yet, uh, shit, by the time this comes out, it might already be sold out. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we were a week too late. Damn. A couple days, a couple days. Yeah. Um, but then we wouldn't have known about uh, the faux bad wind. You know? That's true. So, but yeah, if it's, if it's still available, definitely try and, 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 and grab some because it's well worth it. Both beers are awesome. Um, I'll, I'll put them up there with any other barrel-aged beers that uh, I'm looking forward to drinking this this year. So, And if you can't get any or don't get any, uh, we do have a bunch of barrel-aged stuff that will be released throughout the rest of this year and into the beginning of next year. Ooh, that's even better. Can you talk about any of that stuff yet? Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, we have... Um, one beer is an imperial rye stout in rye barrels. It'll be a blend like of that. rye barrels. Um, we have, I'm trying to think of the order of stuff here. I really we like have, rice, rye stouts. Yeah. Rye oh, stouts yeah. are, are. I love those rye. Are, that's a, yeah, I do too. And yeah. I think a rye stout. Those are my love fun. of rye whiskey. So yeah, I yeah. Think yeah. That's, that's, that's a fun that was one of my inspirations for us. Like, I mean, rye in like the whiskey realm is like, it's making a big comeback right now, and I love it. Um, <laughs> So I had had to do that. We have another one is uh, it's it's a stout. It's all Colorado sourced malt and all Colorado sourced small batch whiskey barrels. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, That's super I'm cool. very excited for that. Uh, we actually decided uh, we really liked the flavor of that barrel and decided that we actually wanted to let it go a few more months before we pulled it out. Nice. 
we have a, uh, I'm trying to think, we got six, six barrels, six bourbon barrels of uh, Pappy. So we have a big stout in Pappy barrels. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and the listeners don't know that, but both Brandon and I just kind of did the whole head <laughs> like, cock like, huh? What? Yeah, we That's were, exciting. we were <clears throat> somehow fortunate enough to get uh, contacted about uh, some Pappy barrels. We some, I forget what happened, but we thought we were getting 12 or 13. We only got six. And um, the person, um, the company that was selling it was like, oh, sorry, like something got mixed up, so you only get six. So Better than nothing. We have a big Imperial Stout in Pappy Barrels. And then um, I'm forgetting something else. But those are, the, <laughs> those, are the, those are the next three for sure. That's super exciting. Uh, so, the chair, guys. I so we've got uh, some good stuff coming up. Nice. Yeah. That's super <clears> exciting. <throat> now, I know we can't, we touched on this a little bit in the beginning, and I know on the previous episode. How long has it been since you guys have actually had a barrel-age project? Or, like, like for as far as, like, stouts and stuff like that? Has it been a while? Um, so there's always been stuff, mm -hmm. but the stuff that we currently have and the two that we've tasted here um, is... Well, let's see. Like these were, I can do the math on this, right? So yeah. these are eighteen months. Now that we got you to drink, <clears throat> yeah. You know, uh, so can you do? You know, math? eighteen months. You know, less than less than two years since we yeah. started fresh with our barrel program. That's awesome. Well, right out of the, the the gate here, man. These are good, and now I'm super excited about the other ones. And they're winners. Yeah. So that's yeah. Really. Man, yeah. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, these these are delicious, and I'm uh, very fortunate. And, and <clears throat> thanks a lot for sharing these with us and coming on again and talking to us about it. Um, I won't say that we'll you know keep setting it up for every time, especially with how many barrel aged beers you guys have coming out. But uh, <laughs> you know, who knows what's going to happen for 2022? If you're you down to know. sit down and talk with us again, maybe we'll do it in the summer this time. Yeah, we'll, you know, instead of just fall and, and spring. Really? Well, I'd say we could sit outside, but it's a little too noisy. I mean, if the, who knows? By that time, we might have some uh, better microphones that might cancel out some noise. That's my plan for Christmas for myself. <laughs> Get myself a one better mic. You and Clark are on your own. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and Clark says hi. Okay. Sorry, Clark. And, hi, Clark. Clark and there you go, Clark. There's the one shout out to you. Um, yeah, is there anything else? You guys got anything else you want to talk about that might be, I mean, other than the barrel stuff? Upcoming events or yeah, anything like that? Things that you're excited about uh, happening for the end of this year? Um, a little bit more of the barley one because, you know. No events that I can think of. Uh, we're open Tuesday to Sunday now. Um, I know we're, we've got our uh, bingo back up and going. Nice. Uh, I do forget which day that is, but you can, I was just about to ask. You can, bingo? Yeah, check our social media. Yeah, check social media. Follow <laughs> out. It's just short for you. Um, no, yeah, barely stuff um, coming up. Um, you know, we've always got you know newer beers coming out. Um, so just yeah, keep tabs on us. We got yeah. some fun, exciting stuff always awesome. coming out. And we usually repost some stuff from you guys, so you know you can find it on us if you guys are too lazy to just click follow short views yeah um i just real quick i just went back to the barley wine it's a nice contrast of going from this like from the barley wine to the stout now stout back to the barley wine it is that's very fun so, so everybody should <laughs> at least you know get both of them don't just buy one drink them get side by side yeah, drink them side by side yeah. at once blend it have fun with it it's delicious did you blend it no, absolutely not. I, I mean, that's not a terrible idea, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, Brian, thanks again for coming back on. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And congratulations. Guys. Yeah, congratulations on a successful 2021. Thank you. I'm coming out of a shit year. This is great. I know. Good rebound. Good news all around. Uh, Brandon, love you, man. Love you too, buddy. All right, see you guys next time. Bye. Cheers. This has been The Malting Hour. Be sure to follow us on all social media by searching The Malting Hour and at themaltinghour.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms individually. Brandon can be found on Instagram as bmdub81, on Twitter, bdub81, on untapped, bdubdrinksbeer. Tony can be found on Instagram and untapped under Chicago. on Twitter, Chicago. Clark can be found as Clarkowski on all three. Be sure to subscribe, like, and rate the show on your preferred podcast listening platform. Until next time, cheers from all of us at The Malting Hour.
because, well, what I should have done was, because how far did we get in? Half hour. Should have said, let's take a break. Do you want to say it right now really quick? I do. And then, I, then and we won't <laughs> stop it, and we'll just come back. You just do it, and we're back, right? Yeah. Are you recording? Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs>